airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we've got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, we are grateful to have Sherry B. back with us over in Studio CC no, and J-Mac. We, we have Richard. No? Boy. Wow. <laughs> you must not uh, be uh, checking your... Uh... <laughs> Was there an email sent about that? No, just a text just now. Just a text just now? Yeah, yeah. Just you know. now. Okay. <laughs> um, you can check the timestamp. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. Richard is call screening. <laughs> it's interesting because it actually came in two times. You know how sometimes your phone will send it a double it? message? Oh. Like, Yeah, it actually came in two times. I, mean, um, I was screaming at you. I will just, I will just say, though, <clears throat> in the seconds prior to the show, my mind is in a different place. So, yeah. anyways, um, well. you know, we don't want to blame anyone. Yeah, we, but we don't want to do you. that. You know, it's pretty it's, much you, though. It's hey, it's y'all. You. This is Aaron Addison's right here. This right is what happens here. Um, on American Family Radio, <laughs> see co-hosts that are not related. Oh yeah, they don't. Have they don't do problems. stuff like nah, this. No, 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 they don't, because it's you know the expectations are not really that high. You know, it's just like yeah, I don't know, but you know oh, when boy. you're related. Oh yeah, it's another. <clears> now this is the perfect time for us to let our listeners know yes. that we're doing another marriage family date night. <laughs> this That's is, right. And and so anybody who's thinking, well, why would we want to come out and hang with the ha- the Addisons and hear them talk about marriage right. for like what you just heard? Yeah, you can learn because something. you know because we bicker <laughs> just like you. We just because what you really want is you just want normalcy checks. Hey. You just want to make sure that you're normal. And we're that, very yeah. normal. So man, can... extremely. <laughs> Des- we are desperately uh, normal. Like yes. we need the Lord, right? So much. Oh man. Oh. Uh, anyways, we can. Okay, talk but, more about that need later. Well, let but me, continue. Let, let, let me tell them about the date night. That sounds like a great idea. Okay, so we have the <laughs> marriage, family, life date night happening on April twenty seventh. It's going to be at six thirty p.m. to eight thirty p.m. in Florence, Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at the Sweetwater Depot. And so, if you want to join us, it's a free event, but you have to register. <laughs> so you go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, click on the events tab and register for the date night. And so, yes, we w- we would love to meet you. We would love to hang out with you. And uh, you can see how We're normal we yeah, are. Everybody, you'll see how normal we all are. Um, it's fun. I th- I think yeah, it's it fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, we, 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 we have a little game we a little that game. we play. Yeah. And um, then I would say probably the most important thing is the encouragement and the fellowship that takes place where we are celebrating marriage and getting to know one another. Um, And and it's just a fun time. We did the first one in Tupelo. Yes. And it was uh, it was an amazing time. We had to shut down the registration for that. And Mm -hmm. man, glory to God. Mm -hmm. So many couples um, wanting to just just have a night together, you know, and 
I mean, it's, it, it, it's just fun. Yes. And so anyway, um, because there have been requests for us to expand it, hey, can you come closer to us here? Can you do that? Um, you know, our plan was to eventually do that, mm-hmm. depending on how people responded to the first one. Mm-hmm. And so the response was was a good one. Yeah. So that says, hey, do more of that. Um, and so we are. So we are in Alabama yes. in a couple of weeks. Yes. And um, April 27th. April 27th. Mm-hmm. You can attend this event for free. Yes. There is no cost to you, but you have to let us know that you're coming. That's right. Um, Because there are light refreshments served. Mm -hmm. So it's just a fun date night for us to get together, be encouraged by one another um, and 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 have a meal. Have some, you know, have I say a meal, but have something to munch on. Yeah, because that breaks the ice a lot. It really does. I wish I had something to munch on right now. So hopefully <laughs> the, the ice is dick man. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, anyways, no, it's fine. It's fine. My 20% forgives you. The 80% is going to hold on to it oh, for a while. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you feel bad about it. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so anyway, so marriagefamilylife.net, if yes. you can come, um, you can uh, join us. Now, unfortunately, for, for the date nights, mm-hmm. we don't have uh, child care. Right, so right. that's sort of, I know that puts a wrench in a lot of people's plans, um, but we just don't have the capacity for that. We don't have right. the ability to do that. Um, so if you can get grandmom to help, and mm-hmm. grandmom's like, uh, I'm going. <laughs> Me and Pop Pop are going. <laughs> um, yeah, then you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have to get What's that neighbor oh, oh. that uh, loves Jesus. Make sure they love Jesus now. That's a prerequisite. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, uh, hopefully we'll get to meet our listeners yeah. there in Alabama, yeah. um, April 27th. That's right. MarriageFamilyLife.net. MarriageFamilyLife.net. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a number that we have to cut it off at. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're thinking about going or if it's possible that you're going to go, um, do that sooner rather than later. Yeah. I've, I've, I've felt really bad here um, getting some of the emails or being shown some of the emails by Will the Great because we had to stop registration for the conference. Yeah. And that is a problem we did not expect to have, if I can just say. Yeah. And so it's been, it's been um, kind of like, it's been humbling because mm-hmm. you go, wow, man, you know, so many of us are of the same mind that mm. we see what's happening in the culture. And we're like, not only do we want to be fortified, but we want our kids fortified. Mm-hmm. So the response has been overwhelming. And, and that is not hyperbole. It has been overwhelming. Right. Um, if you guys could have just seen behind the scenes uh, what was going on, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. We're going <laughs> to ha- we we're going to have to move this. Mm-hmm. And so we have. Um, but even after moving it, we're at capacity. Like we, we yeah. had to shut down registration. And yeah. unfortunately there have been people who have um, continued to try to register and then even emailing. And we're not saying that you can't register because we just don't want you to. Right. We're saying that you can't register because we can't, there's no more, you can't hold <laughs> right. any more people at the venue. Yeah. The, the space that's, that we have it. will not hold any more people. And, you know, that is unbelievable to us because this is the third MFL event. Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. is only the third one. And so anyway, it's a it's a wonderful thing. But it's also I have to say it's a little bit sad to me. Yeah. You know. Um, So anyway, so we're working on that to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Right. And um, if you were one of those people who tried to register 
I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. I, I really am sincerely sorry. And and because there are people who are registering also with their kids. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, ah, and because that's so much of a focus of why we're doing this, yes. you know, to make sure that parents are equipped and also can equip their kids. Amen. So anyways, Amen. so I'm saying that to say if you're thinking about doing the marriage, um, the date night mm -hmm. in Alabama, then register mm -hmm. because when we hit capacity, we we can't. You you guys know how things are. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. They know. You guys know about Kappa cities. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, is, is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into the thick of what we want to talk about today? Uh, no, that's it. That's it. Uh, okay. they, just be looking out for our Sherathon starting tomorrow. So, oh, yes. You know, we'll be here, prom you know, promoting that and being on, on, on the air, talking about how you can be a part of that. So Sherathon yeah. starts tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very exciting. All right. Um, so today I was thinking about this and um, reading one of the articles that Will sent. You sent several articles for my consideration and so, um, I, man, and there are so many different places I felt like we could have gone today. We could have talked about, again, we could have revisited um, the high revenue producing um, endeavor that is social justice work hmm. um, and calling people racist. That, that is a, that's a job, you know? And uh, so we could have talked about that, could have talked about Patrice Colors and, you know, buying like what her fourth or fifth house. Uh, very interesting <laughs> to me. Um, could have could have talked about her YouTube channel where she actually addresses the question, am mm -hmm. I a Marxist? Mm -hmm. um, and could have played you some audio for that. And all of those things maybe we'll get to in time because they are worth having a conversation around. Um, also could have talked about one particular church, which this church may get kind of folded into the discussion when we talk about um, our topic today. Our topic today, by the way, is the spirit grows down the church. Mm. The spirit grows down the church and that's difficult for us to process right because we have always associated and to a certain extent this is true but we have often associated um something that is grand and big with success right like that's that is success for something to be big and indeed the faith that we have inherited the faith that has been passed down to us is huge right it transcends cultures it transcends time it is huge so the people who are truly a part of the body of Christ, who are truly, as, as we say, increasingly members of the remnant, you know, those of us who are left, yeah. um, that number is large, but it's not as large as we think. Mm. And the Bible already told us that. Mm. Right. So what is difficult for Christians in 21st century America is to see what the Bible has already told us, because for so long, because of our founding, we were insulated from it. Come on. Right? Yeah. So like for Christians living in China um, or for Christians living in Iran, when they read Christ's words about the gate being wide and the path being wide that led to <laughs> destruction, you know, like they understood that. They're mm. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because all around them, right, you, you would imagine would be people on this path. And they see it very cleanly, very clearly every day. They see it. But in the United States of America, it seemed like it's not really that wide here. You know, everybody <laughs> seems to be on the narrow one. Right. Mm -hmm. Like and, and so you don't mean to do it. Mm -hmm. But what you actually find yourself doing is calling into question um, the truth of the words of Christ. Like you didn't you didn't mean to do that. Right. But because everything you saw kind of pointed to something that was different from what Jesus said, you you wondered 
if that were really true or or you imagined <laughs> and this is really dangerous you imagined that yes it is true but the wide path is around the world in other nations mm. it's narrow in america <laughs> so in some way you had this picture of like the predominant language in heaven being english come on guys i can we hey. just like let's just slice it yeah. guys right yeah. we we read the scriptures but because we have not been able to see these things we've we've kind of interpreted these things very differently right. and and it's because of our own construct we understand this we we see things and we say yes but I can't conceptualize it the way that it's written. So it must be for them over there. Mm. Right. Um, but now for the first time, maybe in a long time, if not ever, I, I don't know. Um, but for the first time we are realizing are able to see clearly um, what the scriptures already foretold. Mm. Right. That number one, there would be a great falling away that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter that there is this wide path that leads to destruction, that Jesus Christ is folly to the Gentile, a stumbling block to the Jew. All of these things mm -hmm. that we read about in Scripture, you know, we we kind of, you know, I don't know. We just didn't think that those things would ever be um, illustrated in America. Come on. We thought we would never see that. And so we applied it to things like, you know, like the 1040 window. Yeah. Right. Like we applied well, it to like closed countries. And so well, the, the, it didn't, the, the mindset has been that America is a Christian nation. Yes. Yes. And so yes. with that, not that uh, it had Christian pr principle or biblical principles that it founded upon. True. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that is a Christian nation. And I think that has seeped into our thinking, you know. And so now when we look, we're like. Wait, it's yeah, like a Christian nation. Yeah, because that's been ingrained in in the mindset. Which, if you would think about it, though, we should have we should have realized from the founding, if if you will, we should have realized that there was the propensity for um, sin in the hearts of men. Yeah. So that you you will have to constantly recalibrate. This is why you have things like the first Great Awakening and the second. Right. Great Awakening, right. because even in the Christian nation, such as it were, mm -hmm. you saw a falling away. Exactly. You saw a turning away from the things of God and you saw an embracing of those things that are antithetical to the faith. And so what happens? There becomes this need to say, is the Bible the word of God? Hmm. In other words, are you going to live like it? Hmm. Are you going to believe it whole hog? And so here we are again. <laughs> being slapped in the face with the reality of who we are. Got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate our brother, Richard. 
<laughs> over there yeah, in Rich studio, is here. <laughs> studio CC. Uh-huh. And J-Mac also at the helm. We appreciate yes, it. J-Mac's I'm Miki. <laughs> and I'm Will, and that's uh, Clearside Music carrying me. Okay, here's the article from Yahoo. Why is uh, U.S. church membership at a new low? There's a perfect storm of reasons for it. Why is U.S. church membership at a new low? There's a perfect storm of mm-hmm. reasons for it. Uh, this is written by a pastor named Paul Prather. Um, he pastors at Bethesda Church near Mount Sterling. And uh, he also writes. And so anyway, he wrote this article. And as I was reading it, I was just thinking, you know, none of this is really surprising. And and I, w- I would say this. I've been saying this for a long time, that there have been people who have, have sort of um, settled into this place where they they are waiting for the great falling away mm-hmm. that was promised, right? That there is going to be a great falling away in the last days. And so they're waiting for a flood out of the church, mm-hmm. right? And so I've been saying for a number of years that we have been experiencing this for a while. Like if, right. if you look, you can see it. The, the problem is it's been difficult to see because it hasn't looked exactly the way we thought. You know, we kind of have this movie reel that we kind of go to and it is m- people and a mass exodus from the church. And that's what this article kind of touches on. But I want to make sure that we also understand that there are people who are falling away but are still in our churches today, mm-hmm. okay? There are people who have rejected the faith. Right. They do not take the Bible as authoritative, and yet they still are fellowshipping among us. They, right. they are with us, okay? <laughs> and, and the Bible, the Bible actually talks about them too. Guys, please understand, we have not been left to ourselves, okay, at all, not at all. And so it's been difficult for us to see the great falling away because while they're falling away, they're not going away. Mm. It's like, excuse the expression, but it's like rotten fruit that just hasn't fallen. Mm. Right. They're just they're there, but they have just I mean, they just have not left. But spiritually speaking, they have rejected the faith. They have decided that it is not right. This your perception of who Christ is. If he is not all inclusive and not all affirming, he is not Christ. Right. And, and they will say that right. Right in your midst. Right. They, and, they but, will stay there to, to try to show you. Yes. The way, you know, they yes. feel like, you know, no, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And you need to believe like like I believe I'm not leaving. And yeah. You have to conform to what I'm believing. Yeah. And as yeah. culture change, you know, they feel more emboldened. Like, see, you're, you're wrong. Like this is you know, this is where we should be, not where you're, what you're talking about biblically. Exactly. And, you know, our kids, when, whenever we um, talk about the infiltration of the church and mm-hmm. things like that, and we talk about um, false beliefs even among us, when we talk about this with our kids, they always have this question. They're just sort of like, why do people bring lies into the church? <laughs> like, they're like, why don't they just go start their own thing, you know? And so then we're like, well, yeah, they do. There, there's right. a lot of that happening as well. But, right. I mean, they're just like many, many um fronts that we're fighting on you know it's also infiltrating the church and so one would do well to know the word of god in fact that's the basis of my presentation at the conference my my the questions that i'm going to ask revolve around how do we culture proof Mm. and i'll just give you a hint it's the word of god (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean i don't mean to give up too much pretty much i I mean i don't want to give away too much But I mean, what else do we have? Like, what 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 am I going to pull out that's going to be like Come better on, than that? Right. right? <laughs> I got it. Here it is. Y'all, y'all ready? This is how we're going to culture proof. <laughs> and then and it not be the word of God. Mm. Like, what else could it be? And and people know me by now. They're like, hold up. 
Is it going to be? Yeah, it's the word of God. I'm not going to disappoint you. <laughs> straight edge. And neither, it's <laughs> straight edge. And neither will the word of God disappoint you. Amen. So here we go back to this article. Um, the, you know, why, why U.S. church membership is at, at, at a new low. Uh, I'm going to read a, a little bit of this to you. I, I also want to make sure that I leave time to include some of the reasons that he lists. And um, Pastor Prather does not just list these things as sort of um, happening in a vacuum, that this is the one reason, that is the one reason. That's that's the use of the quote-unquote perfect storm, that all of these things, he says, are happening at the same time. And so because they are all happening at the same time, they have created a quote-unquote perfect storm that has led to a decline in church membership. And I think mm. th these things are really interesting, so I want to make sure that we can discuss them as best we can. All right, he begins this way. For the first time since Gallup began tracking church membership in 1937, Americans' membership in houses of worship has dropped to below 50% of the population. Hmm. Pause for a second. Don't you <laughs> feel that? Yeah. Don't you feel that? There's almost, listen, there is almost a certain type of restraint that is present when a predominant number of people are either walking in the truth or at the very least exposed to it, right? Just even if like the, at the very least they, they have something that is knocking consistently upon their conscience, coming to bear down and say, you know, that's the truth. Mm. You know, that's wrong what you're doing. Haven't you been able to feel the removal of that, mm. that people no longer have in place this, this spiritual barricade, that says you can't live to the fullest extent of your flesh. Like you can't just do what you feel you want to do. And, and because that has been removed in culture, as is, I would say, manifested in a lack of attendance or reduced attendance, don't you, don't you feel it? Yeah. Don't you read it in the headlines? You're like, whoa. People are, as we say, wilding out, just <laughs> yeah. doing whatever they want to do. Membership has declined. Well, let me go back. In 2020, just 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque. That's a decline from 50% in 2018 and a precipitous fall from as recently as 1999 when 70% of us, of, of us were members. 70%. 70%. Um, listen, you know, our kids, we talk about, quote, unquote, you know, when we were growing up, when we were growing up, and, and you can feel the difference. Just think about that. 70% of, of people in this country saying that they were members of a church, mm -hmm. 70% in, in 1999. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> perfect, but didn't you feel a little bit of a difference? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so you go back even the nineties and the eighties and, and, and look, it's not, none of it was like perfect and crystal clear. Right. Right. But at least it wasn't like today where you feel right. like, man, it's muddy. It's just downright muddy. Like right. it's, it, Anyways, membership has declined across all religious, demographic, political, and geographic categories, men and women, young and old, black, white, and Hispanic, Republicans, Democrats, independents, well-educated, less educated, Protestant and Catholic, conservatives, moderates, and liberals, people from the Midwest, the South, the East, and the West, everybody. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say it the way we would say it in New Orleans. Just everybody ain't going no more. They're just completely over it. Guys. This is where we are. And I'm going to keep asking this question because I, I really think that as we kind of work our way through this, the answer is yes. Can't you feel it? Yes. Don't you see it? Yes. I mean, there is not a place where you look or exist where the implications of this are not present.
It's in your grocery store, <laughs> right? It's on, it's on your job. It's in your kid's school. Um, it's also at your church. Mm. And you're like, well, how? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes churches play to the lowest common denominator. Man. Oh, man, we've been on the receiving end of that. All right, here we go. Additionally, <laughs> the number of people who say religion is very important to them has fallen to 48%. This is based on a report from Sarah Pulliam Bailey, um, who covered this, this research in the Washington Post. This pastor writes a line in this article that I'm going to read it twice. Okay. I'm going to read it twice. He says, he writes, this ongoing decline in the role and influence of American houses of worship has become all but unstoppable. Hmm. Let me read that again. This ongoing decline in the role and influence, the influence of American houses of worship has become all but unstoppable. Then he asks the question, then he asks the question and he, he will answer the question. He asks the question, um, What's causing the waning of religious allegiance? And remember, he's giving what he says is sort of like just a convergence of all of these things and and all of them come together to create the perfect storm. So it's not the one thing that has happened that has done this. He says it's really all of these things taken together that has kind of gotten us to the place that we are at now. Like we are here because of these things all together. All right. And I can't go through all of them. At least I won't go through all of them. I'll I'll list a few of them. We'll put a link to the article so that you can read the article in its entirety on your own. But for right now, um, just a few. So this is the one he starts with. And just before we do that, I'm just considering it says um, just 47 percent of Americans say they belong to a church, synagogue, mosque mosque or whatever. Um, But I was thinking about the the other study that said uh, six percent of Americans have a biblical worldview. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of these numbers. Like it's yeah. it's like so that would tell me even the ones who are going to church, I said yes. church. The biblical worldview is at all time low. That's optional. <laughs> you, you know, even you though they are attending that. a church. Yeah. So it's like wow. You don't have to have a biblical worldview. You don't have to have. That's optional. Yeah. That's too much. That's being extra. Yeah. And and how dare you point that out? How dare you recognize <laughs> That there's a disconnect between people attending and doing. Man. Attending yeah. and doing. Those are two different things, so right? We have low attendance, but even lower doing. Yes. 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 Man. Yes. And then the comparison to the attendance and the doing <laughs> oh. is really stark. Okay. So, um, yeah, absolutely. There's just an, an all-around disconnect, I would say. I would say. Yeah. All right. So here are the reasons that he says have all kind of converged to create the perfect storm that... Um, has gotten us to the place that we are now where we are below 50% um, as it pertains to church attendance. All right. Um, The rise of the internet has made it easy to pick and choose beliefs from around the planet (laughs) and to chat informally, even anonymously with those who see the cosmos or faith or God as you do. Mm. (laughs) The, the internet exposes us to an endless variety of traditionalist skeptics and alternative faiths connecting live in person with the Baptist or Episcopal congregation down the street can by comparison, watch this feel frustrating and limiting and boring. It requires commitment. It's messy Mm. for many folks. The internet has become their house of worship. Watch this. They create their own boutique faith. Oh, there's a neat little boutique that I like. (laughs) 
Man. It doesn't, I mean, you know, you don't have to just get what's on there. You can just get unique things, get what you want, mm-hmm. you know? And, and we have done that with faith. And listen, um, the church in America at some point has to take responsibility for even making that a possibility that you can just yes. kind of carve out the type of space you want. Yeah, I, We don't have to have this old button up stale Christianity that everybody's mocking. Right. We, we can. We, you know what? We're wearing <laughs> skinny jeans. We preach. We preach in, in skinny jeans. And the pastor's wearing V-necks, long V-necks. Man. Guys. So what? So what do you do? So you have this kind of being pumped through Internet service and you have people watching these things and reading these stories. And then what do they say? They say, man, why can't my pastor be like that? Man. You know, if my pastor rolled up and he had, you know, if my pastor just. And this, man, and, and this whole phenomenon has increased because of like COVID. Yes. Like, so oh, now, and that's one of the reasons he lists, actually, I mean, so because that, people have gotten comfortable watching church man. at home. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which that would make sense. It's like, well, you know, I mean. I mean, there's no harm done. Why not? I mean, why do I have to? Why do we have to go out and see people and, and touch people? And for some, it's giving a sense of I'm trying to keep do my part in keeping everyone safe. Like it, there is yeah, a justification yeah. as well. Right. And and I think I, I yes. And I, I would say that for the people who are really thinking that I think that there needs to be a separate conversation had with them. One that is is conducted in love. I, I, I oh, would yeah. not oh, yeah, I wouldn't definitely. take a big minute. And be like, you know, <laughs> a big minute. Definitely. And, and but I think there's a separate conversation to be had there because I do think that there's a lot of information that members of the body of Christ are going off of. And and you know, anyway, yeah. I think there's different. That's another there's a conversation. There. It is. It but is. I I would I would say that the level of comfort that we have with thinking that we're connected because of what we watch versus mm-hmm. being connected and understanding what the purpose of the body of Christ is, right? I think it's. I think it deceives us. It deceives mm. many of us. There are so many of the one another's and the each other's and even pastors having to give an account for the mm. people that they are shepherding. Yeah. How in the world are you doing that via Internet? <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Listen, yeah, you would you would man. have to sharpie many, many passages that tell us and teach us what the fellowship of the believer is all about. Mm. You'd have to sharpie those things to be OK with long term or even permanent Internet watching of the church and calling that there it is. That's my reasonable act of service that there it is right there. I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not forsaking the assembling. I'm just doing it techn- with, with great technology. That's mm-hmm. all. There's too much in the scriptures that would point to the need for us to be among one another, yeah. to know who's with us. Right? right. I just, I don't understand how you get to a place where even in, man, you know, yeah. And here I am. Like, you know, I'm just saying there is a high expectation for those who are pastors and teachers. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you know the people that you are pastoring? You you know, we you may be able to boast of grand numbers. But, man, do you can you give an account for those people that God cares I don't see, about I don't that? See how. I don't see how. I mean, I don't see how that's done effectively. That's just me. Um, another reason as we go to the break here, skepticism and even atheism Mm -hmm. have become more acceptable. And in some circles, a requirement, he uses a French Mm. term, he says, just means a requirement. 
Um, the number of atheists is growing and well-documented. And there's a small subsection of atheists that have turned evangelistic themselves. Mm. The atheists have become evangelicals. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. We got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Pillar of my body, pillar of my soul. God of all power who makes all things whole. I need your mercy. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Cam with Healer. All right, I'm going to try to move um, a little more quickly through this. I, w- I do want to get a-, a chance to open the phone line so I can get your take on what you're hearing. So we're talking about um, why um, church attendance is at the all-time lowest point that it's been. It's below 50% in America. This is uh, 2020 numbers. And uh, this pastor, Pastor Prather, is giving a a list of reasons that he think all of these reasons converge um, or all of these, I guess, reasons. But he's he's not saying that it's just one. It's like all of these things kind of come together, as he calls it in the article, to create the perfect storm. Um, Anyway, this complete article will be in the show notes. You can get it there. You can go check it out on Yahoo. Um, Anyway. okay. so I want to I want to say something real quick because I mentioned because I was thinking about it during the break and I was and I mentioned about. How COVID, you know, as far as uh, uh, believers desiring to keep people safe and say, I'm doing my part. And I just want to make sure that I, I was clear that I believe that the believers who have said that are genuine in heart. But I think yes, that has yes. been used. <laughs> that has been used to further promote, you know, uh, being uh, distanced from each other, not fellowshipping with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that. Uh, uh, pastors and leaders have to really look at it and say, like, yes. have we given into a certain agenda or things like that? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's still happening, like still I'm glad going you said on. That. So I just wanted yeah. to make that clear because I was thinking about that uh, during the break. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because that was my thought. And that I I know that there are believers who are very sincere in that, right? And that there were people in different categories in their in their life that they're you know because because. There have been real outcomes, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and so definitely. anyway, okay. I'm glad you said that. All right. So getting back to these to these reasons here that he lists, I want to go back to the skepticism, and even atheism thing here, um, because he says something at the end here that is just like a whoo, like mm-hmm. you know, man, how how do we come back from that? So he says, uh, and again, he's talking about why church attendance is at an all time low. Uh, skepticism, and even atheism have become more acceptable, and in some circles, de rigueur. Um, The number of atheists is growing and well-documented and a small subsection of atheists have turned evangelistic themselves in advancing their cause, publicly attacking religion at every opportunity. Now listen to this guys. Pastor Prather writes the unsayable has become sayable. This growing organized pushback has created embarrassment and disillusionment among some who used to be churchgoers, but weren't well versed in their faith to begin with. Mm. So because (laughs) atheism is popular and skepticism is in vogue, those who would be faithful, but yet are untrained 
feel it worthless to try to defend the faith because they don't really know how anyway. Mm. And it's not cool to have this faith. So I'm out. Right. So it's easy. I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I'm done. I'm, yeah. I mean, they're, they're wow. attacking me. You know, if I want to move in collegiate circles, if I want to if I want to mm. move among the academics, if I if I want to move among the learned mm-hmm. man, let me let me say something. Oh, man, the time. All right. So if I if I want to move among the learned, um, do not present Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. You you got to you got to keep him tucked in mm-hmm. so that he doesn't offend anyone or or make you look stupid. Mm. Don't men, don't mention Christ. Okay. Because there's no way that you can flow in these circles and be a Christian because we know just enough to know that what you believe is that's foolishness. <laughs> so don't, we can't take you seriously in this realm, whatever it is, you enter it. We can't take you seriously in this realm and you call yourself a Christian, right? Or, or you're going to have to prove to us that you are a palatable Christian. So you you you're going to you're going to have to do certain things and say certain things that show that your Christianity is just your lucky rabbit's foot, that it's not really informing the way you live. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Right now. Does the Bible anticipate this? Well, yes, it does. All right. So we're in a time where if you want to be smart, if you want to be wise, then do not bring Christ with you. You cannot have him in these circles. All right. So this was also, by the way, guys, a stumbling block for the Corinthians. Hmm. Wouldn't people have liked to do a, a special tour to Corinth? And then this year, saints, we're going to Corinth. Here we go. First Corinthians chapter one. I'm going to start reading at verse 22 and we may end up at 31, but I want you to listen to this. Right. So first Corinthians chapter one, verse 22 for Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. For many of our listeners, y'all, you're going to be the Greeks. All right. <laughs> Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. <laughs> but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men. <laughs> And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. (laughs) Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. (laughs) Y'all got to love Paul, man. Okay. Not, Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us, who became to us wisdom from God righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. In other words, listen, guys, what you believe. Yeah. is foolishness to them. (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. 
But please remember that before your belief in him, you weren't all that smart. Come on. You, so, so what is the appeal? The appeal is the learned have no place for Christ. Right. Those who are the 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 people that we want to hear from, they're not going to talk about what Jesus said anymore unless it is to unless it is to um, present that he accepts any and everything. Mm. Okay, unless unless the Christ that you are presenting is the the wildflower Birkenstock one. (laughs) Then there's no place for him. Now, I'm going to give the number because I, I want to get to calls. 888-589-8840. And while our brother Richard is getting them queued up, I will go to some more of these reasons that converge to form the perfect storm for why church attendance is at an all-time low in America. 888-589-8840. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump down here. He says, um, he says, Sundays are no longer sacred. We play golf. We take hikes. Mm. Youth sports leagues suck away parents and kids from church services. Once, youth teams didn't practice or play on Sundays. Many formerly church-going parents find their kids' soccer or baseball success more important than their spiritual development. (laughs) A lot of churchgoers were never that serious about their faith to begin with. This is what Pastor Prather is saying. Even among active church members, probably no more than 10 to 20% really shaped their lives around their religion rather than the other way around when all the other contributing factors listed above. And I I should go back to some of them as time permits, start tugging at these less dedicated folks. It's easy for them to simply drift away. Wow. He wraps that up kind of um, by saying he doesn't see this turning around. He sees it as a downward trend that we will just continue from here. But there was also something that is encouraging about what he says uh, in the last paragraph here as I I take it as an encouragement, not as something that is um, also bleak. I mean, it is it is discouraging when you look at a big picture, but but it's encouraging when you look at an eternal big picture. And this is what he says. He says in the future, Christianity, historically, the country's largest faith by far will have to adjust to becoming an ever smaller slice of the spiritual pie. And then he says this, that's not necessarily a bad thing. The earliest Christians were barely more than an obscure splinter group, but they were serious and they persevered and they changed the world. Guys, that (laughs) is why we culture proof our kids. Come on. That is why, because even though we are small in number, look at what the small number did. These men turned the world upside down. That's right. right. And, and, and so often, man, we, we have thought, oh, we got to have the big numbers. We got to have, cause there's strength in numbers. Yeah, there is right. And we got influence and all of these things when we have the numbers. Yeah, that's true. But what do we know about the spirit of God? Come on. Come on. So we have an opportunity, and this can seem really bleak, but we have an opportunity to batten down the hatches. We have an opportunity to say, okay, listen, guys, there's not very many of us, so the work is greater than we realize. That's why the Lord said that the harvest was so ripe, right? Like, I mean, mm. it's, it's more so than we even realized. We have to be about that life. Mm. And at the same time, we cannot take for granted that people sitting next to us Sunday after Sunday, that they are with us. In some ways, and we'll go to the phone lines here, in some ways, evangelism will start right in the church. Right in the church. Yes. All right, Will the Great, where do we go first? 
All right, let's go to Gary in Texas. Hi, Gary. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Y'all can hear me fine? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> there's there's probably 335 to 340 million people in, in the U.S., correct? Yes, about that, 350, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe, now this is just me, but I believe less than 3% of that 300-something million is actually Christian in America. Mm-hmm. That means over 97% of the United States is lost. And here's why I believe that. I believe that the New Testament, the New Covenant, began in Acts chapter 2. Do you believe that? That's the beginning of the New Covenant. The, the New Covenant began with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, correct? Okay, y- yes, yes. I Let me ask you a question, though, and then maybe you're getting to this. How do you get to the number 3%? I'm just, I'm and maybe saying, maybe that's not important to the statement that you're making, I'm, but I'm just, no, go it's ahead. Very, it's very I'm going to say there's less than 10 million people in the United States that have obeyed Acts 238, which is okay. the new covenant. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm, the majority, the, the falling away began in 325 A.D. when false doctrine came into Christianity. Hmm. You see, the church, uh, we're not Protestant and we're not Catholic. Protestant began in the 1500s. Catholicism began in the in the fourth century. But the New Testament church, the people of the New Covenant, began in Acts chapter 2. And the only historical record that we have of the New Testament church is the book of Acts. So and in the book let me of ask Acts, you, so, every church, go ahead. So let me ask you this, because you're, you're bringing up Acts 2. So are you saying that the only Christians are the ones that are following Christ are the ones that have experienced... Uh, Pentecost, as far as Acts chapter, like the filling of the Spirit, as far as speaking in tongues, is that what it's you're getting just, at? It's, it's not just that, okay? That that that's the beginning of the New Testament covenant, Acts chapter two. Okay. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said in Luke twenty four forty seven that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Before He departed, He commanded the apostles, who were His eyewitnesses. Do not depart from Jerusalem, but be endued with power from on high. And Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is called upon you. Now, he's speaking to the apostles, not to you and me. He's speaking to them, and he said, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Okay? Now, You've got to tie that in with 2 Corinthians 13, where the Apostle Paul said, Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Jerusalem, all of Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. The apostles would witness to the people the commandments that Jesus gave them in the 40 days that he was with them okay. from the time of his resurrection okay. to his ascension. So, 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 so the 3%, they are saved they are ones that follow Christ because of what? Because they have submitted to apostles' doctrine, is what you're saying? Well, no. It's, that's We're going to run Acts out of time. Chapter, oh, that's what Acts chapter 2 called it, the apostles' doctrine. Okay. Because Jesus, Jesus says... But now, when I look at... Yes, when I look when I look at Acts 
Um, and and I'm I'm reading here what 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 the apostle Peter said: repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. So you're talking about the prerequisite to salvation, repentance and confession of Christ as Lord. And and I I don't think that there's anyone who would disagree with that. I would say, and I know we don't have enough time. Um, <laughs> I would say that the the falling away we see even. Um, a picture of this in the scriptures where you have the apostle John saying they went out from us cause they were not of us. Mm-hmm. So you, you see a turning away happening even in, in, if you could say biblical times. All right. We, we got to grab <laughs> not a break. The show is over until tomorrow.